0: In August, a young man posted a racist manifesto on an online message board. And then he walked into a Walmart in El Paso and opened fire.
1: Hey, got
2: at least 20 dead, more than two dozen injured. He allegedly showed up at the Walmart armed and with a grudge detailed in a manifesto he reportedly wrote and posted on an extremist website.
1: The suspect allegedly told investigators he wanted to shoot as many Mexicans as possible.
2: It
0: certainly wasn't the first time we'd seen a gunman announce his plan online. In fact, the Texas shooter was inspired by the man who targeted Muslims in two New Zealand mosques earlier in the year. In that case, the attacker not only announced what he was going to do online, but also live-streamed the shooting on Facebook. He killed 49 people and injured 48 more. What if we could disarm men like that before their online threats morphed into real life violence? What if the government could monitor every gun owner's social media and take their guns away if they started spewing hateful things on the internet? Could it prevent the next mass shooting? In Brooklyn, there are two politicians who think it could. If you want to carry a firearm, you can't have on your social media profile uh, hate rhetoric. That's Brooklyn Borough President Eric Adams. He isn't a typical anti-gun activist or really a typical anything. He's a former police captain who was a vocal critic of the NYPD's stop-and-frisk practice. Adams is a vegan who brings his gun to church just in case. I own three firearms And so although I'm a believer in the Second Amendment, I have a belief within asterisks that there should become some form of restrictions. People should have the right to say what they want, but with that right come certain responsibilities if you want to do certain things. After the shooting at the Pittsburgh Synagogue last year, Adams came up with the idea of social media checks on gun owners and shared that idea with another Brooklyn politician, State Senator Kevin Parker. That conversation resulted in Senate Bill 1413. It would require law enforcement to review the social media accounts of any New Yorker who applies for or renews a handgun license or who wants a permit to buy a rifle or a shotgun. Those applicants would have three years of their Facebook, YouTube, Gab, Twitter, and Instagram history scrutinized. Content likely to incite or produce a violent action or excessive discriminatory content could mean a gun license denied or revoked. It's unclear right now how those decisions would be made. In New York City, you have to renew your handgun license every three years anyway, so in effect, the NYPD would be tasked with reviewing every single social media post of every single gun owner in the city. And by the way, there are more than 16,000 licensed gun owners here. I spoke with a lawyer who has researched how law enforcement agencies use and
2: monitor social media to see what she thought of this proposal. My name is Rachel Levinson-Waldman, and I'm senior counsel to the Liberty and National Security Program at the Brennan Center for Justice. Look, I am sympathetic to the aim behind this, right? I mean, there have been instances of really horrific acts of violence where it has turned out after the fact that it seems like somebody did signal not only their views, but potentially an intention to commit violence on a social media platform. So I certainly get where this is coming from. But I think this kind of approach, and honestly, especially this particular approach, unfortunately just isn't calculated to actually address that problem
0: Like any good lawyer, she saw exactly how this proposal could be challenged in
2: court. So I think it's very hard to know what discriminatory content would mean here. Certainly content that could produce a violent action in someone else. Someone else could get angry about just about anything I post. So the idea that I would need to be cognizant over multiple years of whether I'm saying something to anger somebody else, to some extent, that's kind of what social media is out there for right people use social media for a huge range of purposes but certainly one of those is to engage in discussions debate talk about views that are controversial or unpopular and people could get angry about even you know things that that seem to be totally sort of innocuous to other people
0: Levinson Waldman also raised the issue of how much social media surveillance is already happening often without us even knowing about it She told me stories about
2: protesters being spied on. The Memphis Police Department was surveilling uh, activists online, so activists with Black Lives Matter, Palestinian rights activists. In fact, one of the officers created an undercover account to connect with people online to find out more information. This was largely about um, lawful protests. She told me about police
0: departments contracting with tech companies to do large-scale monitoring of social media.
2: The Jacksonville, Florida, police department had set up a social media monitoring program that was sort of flagging keywords. So one of the keywords that they wanted to flag was bomb, right? They want to know is somebody saying they're going to bring a bomb to a big public event. In fact, most of what they got was people posting saying things like, that pizza was the
0: bomb. Already, the federal government collects social media information from both immigrants applying for visas and naturalized citizens. Also, the NYPD has been lurking around social media of young people living in public housing looking for posts that could be interpreted as gang activity. When something
2: is up for interpretation, we know who tends to kind of bear the brunt of that interpretation, and it tends to be communities of color in terms of who's penalized for organizing for certain kinds of content that are put up. So unfortunately, I think you can see huge numbers of ways that this isn't going to fit what people are hoping to because it's going to be both under-inclusive and so (music) over-inclusive.
0: Declan, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. After trekking to two different shooting ranges in Brooklyn where several gun owners refused to talk to me on the record, I turned to Facebook and started messaging anyone who'd recently reviewed any of New York City's seven gun ranges. And that is where I found Declan Ryan. A Manhattanite whose profile picture is just the phrase, I am pro-gun in big white letters against an image of a man holding a rifle. Ryan owns four handguns. One of the few videos posted on his timeline shows him at a Pennsylvania gun range.
1: I've always been into shooting and guns from an early age. It started out back when I was about maybe 10 or 11 When I'd get the toy police sets for my birthday, or the Nerf guns, and they came with little targets. And when I turned 21, which here in New York is the required age before you can legally apply for your permit, I started getting into it. I got the permit at 21. I'm now 29.
0: If you scroll through Ryan's Facebook timeline, you would learn that he's a runner and that his mom likes to post sweet messages. And also that he's blind. He's blind. He says he can operate a gun as well as a sighted person as long as
1: he has help. So one of the ways I go to the range and shoot is someone will be behind me and they'll call out high left, high right, low left, low right. And based on those directions, I know that's where I need to aim the gun to either get on paper or get closer to the bullseye.
0: He has a premise gun license, a type of license that allows you to keep a gun at home or at your business but you can't take it anywhere else except to a shooting range, unloaded and locked up. To get that license, he went through New York City's lengthy and expensive application process. It involves fingerprinting, a criminal background check, and a check of any mental health records, alongside fees that total $428.
1: On the application, they ask, do you have any medical condition that would hinder you from safely owning a firearm? So... Who's to say that their opinions on what I can do is right as opposed to my opinion? I know my body. I know what I can and can't do. So who are they to tell me that I'm wrong and they're right?
0: When Ryan went in for the mandatory in-person interview with NYPD, which is a standard part of the process here, the officer interviewing him agreed that he would be a responsible gun owner. He was granted a gun license. As you might expect, he does not want the NYPD examining his Facebook page to decide if that license should be renewed.
1: There's no clear-cut description of what they're looking for exactly. So when they go to research what people have posted, who's to say that they're not going to deny someone because they've spoken out against the current administration? I'm very outspoken against the governor and Mayor de Blasio. I've never personally threatened them. But if they were to look at social media accounts and go to my Facebook, they would see that I think the current administration shouldn't be in place. And they could potentially use that against me when I go to renew my permits and say that there's a risk that he could do something violent because he doesn't agree with the way we're running things.
0: The social media review bill is stuck in committee and may never become law. Meanwhile, mass shootings continue to happen with frightening regularity, and there's no reason to think they'll stop. Since the social media review bill was introduced last November, mass shootings have killed almost 500 people in this country, and another 1,500 have been injured. The month of August ended as it began, with a shooting rampage and significant death toll. We heard
1: like shots, like
0: three shots, boom, boom, Thousands of city employees gathered today to mourn friends and colleagues killed in Friday's shooting at a government building.
1: Among the injured is a 17-month-old baby girl.
0: Although social media reviews haven't gained much traction on either a state or federal level, there is one new wave of state legislation that can actually remove guns from people who pose threats, the red flag laws. These laws are also called extreme risk protection orders. 17 states and Washington, D.C. have passed these red flag laws. They're a little different in every state, but essentially they allow law enforcement, family members, household members and sometimes even school officials to ask a judge to confiscate someone's guns. And in some states, red flag laws can even prevent a person from being allowed to buy a gun in the first place. New York's red flag law took effect August 24th. So if you have a brother or a classmate telling you they want to shoot up the school or church or that they want to hurt themselves, you can do something about it. You can ask a judge to take away their firearms for up to a year or to prevent them from buying a firearm. Of course, the judge needs evidence that there's a good reason to take away a person's guns, And part of that might be their social media posts